a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. How do you pick the right place to expand and how do you talk to your members about it? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, uh, with Word South, and I'm joined today uh, by two folks uh, on the podcast. Dustin Durden, he's the general manager um, with Pineland Telephone in Metter, Georgia, and Amy Harrelson, the director of sales and marketing uh, there at Pineland. So thank you both, Dustin and Amy, for joining me. Glad to be with you. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably remember Amy. Uh, we did a podcast with her um, back when they uh, redid the lobby uh, there and, and kind of talked about uh, improving customer experience um, several uh, several episodes back. I think that was season two. Um, but this time we brought them both in. Uh, they've got a, a new partnership that Pineland is doing uh, with Jefferson Energy uh, down there in South Georgia. And I want to talk a little bit about where uh, where that partnership began and how they are communicating about it. I, uh, I watched the Facebook Live that you guys did. Um, I guess it was last Friday or, or last week um, when you guys were doing the ribbon cutting, and we'll certainly get into that. Um, but uh, you know, congratulations on what seems like a very good partnership, um, opening up some new uh, territory for you guys. Dustin, we'll start with you. And just in a broad sense, because uh, I know that there's, there's a lot that goes into something like this, uh, but just in a broad sense, why did expanding uh, to Jefferson County uh, make sense for Pineland? And, and how did you go about doing that? Sure. Well, I guess, I, I guess initially, uh, you know, our traditional ILEC territory um, does cover a portion of Jefferson County on the, on the western side. Uh, with our, our Bartow Exchange, which is a very small community uh, in in Jefferson County. So we already had somewhat of a footprint uh, within Jefferson County, um, although Jefferson County is a, is a long county north to south, uh, a lot of land to cover uh, and several municipalities within the, the county. We already had a, uh, a presence there. And, uh, you know, already had relationships built, including uh, one of our board of directors that uh, that lives there in in Jefferson County. But uh, the way we accomplished it really came about through a partnership with Jefferson Energy, which is the uh, the electric membership corporate that uh, is headquartered in the town of Renz, uh, which is one of the larger uh, towns located there uh, in Jefferson County. Uh, and they had a need um, to connect to um, the the uh, generation and transmission cooperative network uh, uh, managed by uh, Georgia Transmission Corporation, which uh, which is a cooperative that uh, is jointly owned by the EMCs within the state. And Jefferson Energy did not have access to that statewide network uh, for the management of their SCADA system, their substations, their day to day operations of their equipment. Uh, in the power distribution uh, business. And so uh, we started talking with them, uh, gosh, over two years ago about how we could possibly work together to help bring broadband to uh, at least some of the markets they serve uh, to help uh, spur economic development and to bring a quality of service to their, uh, their areas that they, they don't have today. Um, so, you know, through uh, a lot of conversation, a lot of trust and, and a lot of, a lot of work, 
uh, we were able to put together a partnership that was mutually beneficial for both of us. Excellent. And I guess uh, a full full disclosure here, this um, Jefferson County is where all of my in-laws live. So uh, like I was telling you before we recorded, if um, if any of this will help uh, FaceTime run a little smoother between my son and his grandparents, and that's that's a bonus. So uh, I know just personally, they're, they're excited to hear that you, uh, you guys are moving in. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But talking about the partnership, um, let's just, what was the biggest hurdle, do you think? You said it had been about two years, you guys working on it. What was the the biggest hurdle or was there a time when you just weren't sure it was going to get done or work out or was it pretty smooth sailing uh, for all of it? Well, as in any uh, relationship or partnership that you're dealing with, it takes patience. Um, And this particular one not only involved uh, Jefferson Energy, but it also involved uh, Washington EMC, which is headquartered in Sandersville. Uh, It involved Planners EMC over in Millen. Uh, Excelsior EMC right here in Metter, uh, and uh, uh, Hall EMC in Lyons, uh, as well as a few others uh, that that also lacked access to the the GTC network. And really, uh, it was a, a a great team effort amongst not only all of those cooperatives, but mainly um, at least for the Jefferson County partnership, Jefferson Energy, Georgia Transmission, and us. Um, putting our assets together uh, that, that really uh, fit both of our, our needs and our wants. So how we, how we put it together, we, we utilized existing, existing fiber assets uh, that, that Pineland had in place uh, to make connections uh, to EMC headquarters that lacked access to the GTC network. And then uh, Jefferson Energy, with the help of Georgia Transmission, uh, built and is is still building uh, new fiber uh, uh, assets on their uh, existing EMC poles. And and we just did an asset swap. No money changed hands. uh, uh, Nobody's paying one another for access to the service. We're just swapping um, like size assets to, to serve each other's benefit. So that allows them to be more efficient in their operations in terms of how they communicate with with GTC as well as their substations. And it gives us uh, and it makes a better business case to go into two very small communities that we did not have to uh, build laterals into uh, because we now have access to the newly built fiber uh, jointly built by Jefferson and, and Georgia Transmission. Um, as you know, Andy, in, in covering this industry, uh, expanding broadband into the rural parts of, of our country is a highly capital intensive uh, proposition. And it absolutely it requires a lot of money up front uh, and it requires, uh, you know, being patient in your payback because those dollars don't quickly return. Uh, and so anything you can do to, to help offset some of the initial cost of these uh, long haul fiber builds helps make that business case a little more. Uh, uh, it, it makes it a little better and, and allows it to actually um, pay for itself. Sure. Sure. So this isn't the first time you guys have expanded. You guys, if I remember right, expanded down um, to Onion Territory in Vidalia and then uh, Claxton, a couple of other areas in South Georgia where you have expanded before. How do you talk about it? I know it's always a um, 
it can be a touchy issue when you've got folks back in the ILEC. Um, you sure don't want to make it, you know, allow anybody to feel neglected when you're looking at these other areas. But how have you guys talked about or publicized, or have you even talked about or publicized these expansions back in the the home territory in the ILEC? You know, for us, all of these expansions uh, have taken place um, alongside of a fiber to the home build that. Uh, we have been embarking on since 2007. Um, so, so we, it, it is not as if, and then kudos to our board of directors who have, uh, who have remained committed uh, to our members. First and foremost, uh, we have been building out uh, uh, fiber networks into our entire uh, ILEC service territory uh, at the same time while we're expanding. Um, so, you know, our commitment to our members has been first and foremost, and we completed that fiber to the home build uh, and became 100% fiber in February of this year. So every single customer that we serve um, uh, now has access to, to gigabit, gigabit internet speeds, whether they they live three miles down a dirt road or if they live in, in one of the small towns that we serve. So uh, really the message uh, to the membership uh, hasn't changed. We're going to provide them with the best level of service that we that we can. Um, and then the message about these expansions has 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 been that our commitment to making sure that this cooperative is uh, is viable long term. Um, you know, these expansions are a big part of that. Um, the the regulatory uh, changes that our industry has seen has certainly threatened our traditional. Uh, federal, uh, as well as state uh, reimbursements. And we've got to find replacement revenues uh, uh, for those uh, those revenue streams that are threatened. And if we don't, we can't serve our membership the way we have in the past. Um, so that, that has been the, the drum that we've been beating uh, about these expansions. And, and our membership has been great and continues to support us. Um, and we try to do that uh, and we try to support them as well. Sure. Now, and you can you can keep this at a high level or or zoom in a little closer. But wh- what is your overall plan when you're when you're looking to go into an area, and, and maybe not even this one in Jefferson County specifically, but but in general, are you guys connecting um, a lot of the core um, you know business districts and and kind of core institutions? Um, and then eventually splitting off to residential, or do you go in with with everything everywhere, or is it based on uh, network? What what's your general um, plan when you go into a new area? Sure. Well, well, our business model has changed over the years. The first expansion that we uh, uh, that we tackled was the the town of Swainsboro, and we and we did a complete overbuild there, both residential and um, and business customers. Um, and, and since that time, knowing the amount of dollars that we had to put out um, early on and, and seeing the payback uh, on that expansion, we, we did change our business plan somewhat uh, with our most latest um, expansions, whereas now we're going into the business district. Uh, we're hooking up the business customers uh, first and foremost. We have done some small residential builds on a on a pre-commitment basis, uh, and we're continuing to uh, modify that model to see how we can best, uh, you know, get that accomplished. The residential uh, market is a tough one to be in, um, 
because the I mean the network that you build for a for a business customer is the same network that you build for a residential customer, and of course the average revenue per unit is much less on the residential side than what it is on the business side. Right. So you know it takes a certain level of commitment from the the, the subdivisions and the neighborhoods to make sure that you're going to get uh, the take rates that you need in order to get a, a you know a, a solid payback on on your investment. Uh, so we began, we, we, we did a pilot project uh, in Vidalia to a residential market on a pre-commitment basis, and, and that worked out well. And we're now looking at how we can utilize what we learned um, through that process uh, to, to put in place in these other markets uh, so that we can try to tackle the residential problem. Because that, that is the first question that you get when you go into a town. They're happy that you're in town. They're excited that the businesses will now have access to service they did not have. But their very next question is, well, what about my house? So when you're coming into um, into these new areas, and it may be different on a case-by-case basis, but are you guys coming in under the Pineland uh, banner? Or have you got different brands that you're doing? Or in the case of partnership with an electric, are you coming in as Jefferson Energy? Um, and I'm sure it varies, but uh, Amy, let's go to you. And, and how, how do you guys brand this when you come into a brand new area? We are sticking with the Pineland brand. Um, it has been well-respected and um, a community-oriented company since the, its beginnings in 1951. And um, we think that's the way we should go. Um, in comparison to a lot of the larger companies that we we are pitted against in areas, we're still the local competitor. And we have people who are involved in different community activities, whether it be Little League, whether it be city council, whether it be calling the ball games on Friday night, it makes a difference when we go into a community, how we're perceived, because we are local to, to the area, local to Georgia, and we're not considered one of the conglomerates. So Sure. Sure. So like with the electric partnership, Jefferson Energy is, is building the network and then you guys are pretty much handling uh, the, the rest of it. Amy, if you, is that kind of the arrangement or I mean, when people have, um, are calling in a request service, you guys are the ones that know how to handle things inside the person's home and, and handle the sales side. So is that kind of what you guys are, are taking over um, or being a part of? They, they're a customer just like they are in our uh, traditional ILAC area. Okay. Process, okay. Um, to the installation, we're handling all of that part. Okay, great. Well, let's talk a little bit more, um, Amy, if you will. When you guys had the ribbon cutting there, and I guess it was Louisville um, a week or so ago, uh, why did you feel like it was important to have an event like that? We'll talk about the Facebook Live part of it uh, here in a minute. That's where I watched it. But um, why did you feel like an event like that uh, for the ribbon cutting was important for you guys to have? Well, we typically go into our communities and one of the first people we contact uh, is our Chamber of Commerce or their Chamber of Commerce um, because they are the go-to agency for existing businesses for the most part. And especially in small towns, they work locally with almost everyone. So we form partnerships with the chambers almost immediately. But in today's world, social media is one of the easiest and least expensive ways to get the word out. And even if you you may or may not know about the chamber or you may, may not read the newspaper, the social media aspect gives us an entirely different branding opportunity. 
And obviously it worked because you saw us in Chattanooga, right? That's true. Yes, I did. I did. So uh, let's talk about that. So Facebook Live, had you guys done that before or is this, because um, I saw it on your Twitter feed, I guess you guys had tweeted about it and then that's how I, I found it and watched it. But had you guys done Facebook Live before on other events? Um, not another ribbon cutting. We've done a few Facebook Live events. We've definitely done some videos in the past. Uh, we've been doing, we've actually been doing a lot of something we call Pineland Shorts, where we interview our employees and that gets huge traction across the board because friends and family really enjoy seeing <laughs> their friends and family on social media. Okay. And is that live or is that pre-recorded? That's live. Okay. Okay. Well, the, the quality of the, the feed was, was pretty good. I, I wondered what you guys had learned. Um, if you guys have, have improved, uh, as you've gone along with, with Facebook live or, um, uh, if there are some, some things that you have learned that if anybody hasn't tried it yet, that you'd like to pass along as advice to them. Get a tripod and a microphone. <laughs> okay. All right. Where did you guys have, was the microphone, um, Talk a little bit about the technical setup. Where was the microphone when you were recording that? Because the audio was good. And in something like that, the audio is really the most important part. Um, we had a videographer friend of ours that came and set up his tripod tripod and recording um, equipment. And we actually had it set kind of in the middle out in front of that amphitheater. Okay. Well, I thought it worked well. And, and I guess folks can still go to the Pineland Telephone um uh, Facebook page to find it and see what you guys did. Let me go back to Dustin for a question here. And of course, Amy, you jump in as well. But um, when you've got, when you, you're looking at an area to expand, um, where does marketing come into the, the, the discussion? How much of it, when you guys are have a, a potential um, to expand, how much of that is based on feasibility, how easy it is to do with the network, and how much of that is based on this is a, a potentially uh, you know good market for us to be? I'm sure it's kind of a seesaw back and forth, but but where exactly does does marketing come into um, a, a decision or the decision making process like that? Well, it, it it starts early on, which you know, for a small company like us, uh, we we do everything as a team. Um, whenever we're looking at expansion opportunities, we uh, we we talk about it as a management team um, because uh, together with all of us. Um, in some way, we may know something about a particular market or have an acquaintance with a particular market where that uh, that can provide insight into that market on um, on what services are available. Just take, for instance, uh, Amy, who has who has uh, has had several different um, uh, positions in the area, who still has connections, whether it be technical college or with chamber. Uh, activities or in the economic development realm where she uh, spent her past life. For me, I, I started my career uh, in the electric membership cooperative industry, so I still have connections uh, there. Um, we have others who have been in other industries. And so doing everything as a team helps leverage those uh, that knowledge uh, and those relationships to give us better insight uh, into these markets. Um, so, so we start with the marketing aspect early on, um, in, in determining what markets really make sense for us. Once we've decided, uh, to enter a market, um, you know, we try to be as quiet as we can. Um, you know, knowing that, uh, as we enter a market in a competitive situation, uh, the, the carriers that are already there will, will, 
we'll try tactics to hold on to the customers, such as locking in contracts, uh, sure, and, and and giving introductory rates for the same um, level of service that they've been selling for, in some cases, twice the price um, uh, without without a competitor. Um, so you know, once we once we know for sure that that service is available within a um, uh, a time frame that it, that it's safe to announce, then then we try to to make a, a pretty good splash about it. As Amy mentioned, with ribbon cuttings or our chamber announcements uh, in the Jefferson County case, we made the announcement at a legislative breakfast uh, hosted at the Jefferson Energy headquarters at the end of 2017. Um, so you know we we tried we try to make it uh, as big a deal as we can, knowing that that folks are hungry for service. Absolutely. We've gone about 20 minutes, so let's, uh, let's wrap up with this question, and I'll ask it to, um, to Amy first, and then Dustin, feel free to jump in. But just as we wrap up here, um, if there's somebody who's listening who is uh, maybe their company has not expanded, either through a more traditional um, you know, CLEC or a partnership with Electric or something along those lines, but if there's somebody who hasn't gone through uh, what you guys have multiple times, um, expanding. Is there one or two pieces of advice you'd have for them or one or two things you've learned um, that you feel like you've done better um, in, in expansions as you go along? Amy, is there one or two pieces of advice that you might give somebody else who's, who's in those shoes? I think we've gotten better at communicating with our team. Um, as doesn't talk, the management team from the beginning is typically involved, but um, there, there are people on the ground that as soon as we are able um, we've started communicating with them to let them know what's happening because surely if we are going into a new place, the people that we're communicating with there will begin com- talking amongst themselves. Somebody knows somebody and then word gets back to, to people here. So we try very hard to make sure that our people understand why we're doing something and how they can communicate it um, as, the, as a team member should. We always say your employees are your first audience, so that's uh, that's great, um, important tip there. Dustin, is there anything that you've uh, you picked up along the way that you think would be good advice for somebody else who's who's looking at an expansion in the short term? Sure, uh, and, and I, uh, you know, Amy uh, hit the nail on the head in terms of communication. Um, you want to control that message as much as possible, um, and if you leave um, if you if you leave uh, folks' imaginations. Uh, to wonder, then they are going to come up with their own reality. Um, so controlling the message is important. Also, I would I would just say, you know, in a lot of times in our industry, certainly when you're talking about the independent telcos, there's an old saying that we're independent for a reason because we have our own way of doing things. Um, but in this new world and, and in the business that we're in, knowing that it, it requires a great amount of capital, we can't be... Um, averse to partnerships and and be so arrogant that we know the only way uh, to do things. Uh, the only way to tackle this rural broadband problem and the digital divide is, is using every asset at our disposal, whether it's uh, partnerships, uh, joint ventures, whether it's uh, rural electric municipalities, or even partnerships amongst telcos. Um, we, we need to use every arrow in our quiver to try to solve the problem because that's what it's going to take. 
Well said. I think that'll resonate with a lot of folks. Well, I appreciate you guys sharing a lot of your experience as you've gone along um, with your uh, expansions there at Pineland. And uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time. I know there's a lot going on. So thanks for taking the time to, uh, to talk with me. Glad to do it, Andy. Look forward to it again. He is Dustin Durden, the general manager at Pineland Telephone in Metter, Georgia. Uh, Amy Harrelson has also been the guest today. She's director of sales and marketing there at Pineland. And uh, once again, uh, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you uh, for listening. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.